Shalom, everybody. Welcome back to Rabbi E in 3. I'm Rabbi Yosef Edelstein. That's Rabbi E for short. And welcome also to a, well, relatively short, we wish it were shorter, period of sadness and darkness in the Jewish calendar year known as the three weeks. I'm recording on the 17th of Tammuz, July 6th. And this whole period is a time of mourning the loss of both of our temples and much, much else, which we'll discuss. Both temples were destroyed on the day known as the 9th of Av. That's three weeks from today, the the end of this three-week period known as the three weeks. And there are different customs of mourning. During these three weeks, people don't get haircuts or shave, listen to live music or other music. Weddings are not performed traditionally. And the mourning gets more intense as we get closer to that day, three weeks from now, of Tisha B'Av, the 9th of Av. Um, but I want to talk more in general in this episode about this period of three weeks. What's it all about? Why are we mourning? What are we mourning the loss of? What does it matter to us? What does it mean to us? That's why I want to explore a little bit today and hopefully in another episode or two during these three weeks. We'll see. Today is the 17th of Tammuz. Many bad things happened going all the way back to Moses shattering the tablets of the Ten Commandments when he came down from Sinai and witnessed the spectacle of his people, the Jewish people around the golden calf. Not all were worshiping. That's not our topic today, but a tragedy that is connected to this day. And this day also marks the final stage in the sieges of both temples, the first temple by the Babylonians, the second temple by the Romans. Fasting. Uh, Yep, I'm fasting right now, but it means something. Every fast day means something. It's not a matter of just depriving ourselves of food or drink, and we're going to talk about that as well. The overall theme of these three weeks, it's about not being okay with our state. You know, in our personal state, our collective state, the state of the world. I'm okay, you're okay, you're wonderful, you're good people, all, but we're supposed to be focusing at this time on what we've lost, on what we don't have, on the world that we wish we could get back to, and that one day we will get back to a more complete world. In other words, we're focusing on incompletion, loss, and darkness in these three weeks. What did it mean that the temple was destroyed? Well, when we talk about the, the second temple, we're still living in the wake of the destruction of the second temple. And the Romans destroying the second temple sent us as a people out into the long, often bitter exile with many sufferings up into and including the 20th century and beyond. Even to this very day, thank God, so many great things in Jewish life. But we still as a people in the state of Israel and around the world face great difficulties. There's terror, there's anti-Semitism. And if we look just at our own emotional, spiritual, psychological state, there's suffering, there's darkness. We feel it in our world. We feel it in our hearts. That's all connected, our rabbis and sages explain, to the destruction of the temple. That's what we're focusing in on, not willingly, in these three weeks, but we're, we're meant to do it because it's very meaningful to focus, in other words, on the darkness. The temple, the Beit HaMikdash, was a place of unbelievable spiritual illumination for not just the Jewish people, for the whole, but for the whole world. A place where Hashem's presence, the Shekhinah, could be palpably felt. And our sages say when the temple was destroyed, when God allowed it to be destroyed, the Shekhinah went into exile. Now, of course, we can still connect to Hashem through prayer, through every one of the 613 mitzvot, through acts of kindness. And on Shabbos, we can connect most powerfully of all with, with spirituality. But we are living in a darker world. And we're mourning in these three weeks the dimming of the light and all the nastiness that comes with darkness. 
Now, it's funny. You say, but wait, wait, that's so gloomy, right? Judaism is upbeat. We focus on the good of all we have. It's true. We're supposed to rejoice in our portion, to search for the good in ourselves, to celebrate it in ourselves and the world. And truly, there is so much joy and blessing, even now in every one of our lives in the world. But yet, these three weeks, we are meant to look at and acknowledge the sad but true reality that our hearts and our lives are not always even half full mine very much included. It's a time to mourn, culminating in the ninth of Av, three weeks where we say, you know what? I lack clarity. I lack connection. I don't feel as much love and unity and harmony in this world as I would like to, as I long to, as much as and we don't feel what God wanted there to be in this world. The world is not where it should be, where Hashem wants it to be, where we want it to be. And it's okay and important to focus a little bit on these three weeks in these three weeks, on the fact that it's not okay. And you can tell from what I'm saying, we're not talking about aimless, you know, focusing on the negative, wallowing in the suffering of the past or present. No, it's forward-looking and productive in essence. Maimonides says, discussing the meaning of a fast day, today is a fast day, Ninth of Ab is a fast day. The essence of a fast day is to awaken us to reflect on our own transgressions and those of our forefathers that caused the calamities in question. Listen to this, it's the key. We ultimately caused the calamities of the destruction of each temple. The Jewish people, in other words, were not living up to the mission to be a goy kadosh, a holy people and a light to the nations. In the first temple, we're told there was injustice and idolatry, among other serious transgressions. In the second temple, which we're most much closer to, right, we're still in the wake of the second temple's destruction. What was the sin, the Talmud says, that destroyed it? You might have heard. It's a famous teaching, but we have to take it to heart. Sinat chinam baseless hatred and divisiveness among the Jewish people, even the Jewish people at the time doing many mitzvot and studying much Torah, but yet in their hearts there was divisiveness, disunity, and that led to Hashem allowing the temple to be destroyed by the Romans. I'm not present in your hearts, so to speak, Hashem said, so I'm removing my presence, my shechina, from the physical temple. Because, you know, the external temple, beautiful, glorious structure, center of our spiritual life, was always meant to be connected to, inextricably inextricably connected to the inner holiness or lack thereof of the Jewish people. When Hashem gave the original commandment to build a tabernacle, the Mishkan, the precursor to the temple, the verse says, let them build me a sanctuary so I may dwell within them. And our great sages say, it doesn't say let, so I'll dwell in it, meaning God will rest his presence in it. No, the point of the temple was so that we would have a place for God in our lives, in our hearts. Not just we go to a temple, a Beit HaMikdash, and get inspired and see a vision of holiness and then go back to lead lives of unholiness. No, we were supposed to be inspired by, and the temple was supposed to reflect the elevation and holiness and righteousness in our own hearts, minds, and lives. In other words, our hearts and minds and souls, that's where the Shekhinah, the divine presence, is ultimately and and supposed to dwell. And when that is in place, the Beit HaMikdash externally is in place. And when one is gone, when it's gone from our hearts, Hashem takes it away externally. You'll say, okay, so our forefathers messed up. The temple was destroyed, but we're not them, right? No. Our sages say every generation in which the Beit HaMikdash is not rebuilt, including ours, at least at this minute, it's considered as if it was destroyed in that generation. So the existence of the temple, the rebuilding of the future temple, depends on how we live. So on this day and in these three weeks, I pledge to you, pledge to Hashem, but I'm inviting all of us, myself very much included, 
to do some deeply personal self-examination and soul searching. Every one of us. This is what it's all about. How much do I, Rabbi E, succumb to jealousy, pettiness, small-mindedness in dealing with other Jewish people? How much, in other words, have I allowed the presence of Hashem to depart from my heart? And therefore, how much am I partly responsible for a world without a temple and without the divine light and clarity and connection that we crave, a world of love and peace and harmony that we want? This kind of mourning is a part of the teshuva, repentance process. It's positive, it's productive, it's healthy. It leads to a holy longing, a longing to do better and to work to increase respect and love, even for those I may disagree with. And this longing leads to resolutions and new improved living, and that paves the way for redemption. Our great sages tell us remarkably that in these very days of acknowledging our distance from Hashem, we can attain a greater closeness than any other time of the year if we search for him in our hearts diligently. Because they say, like, though his presence is exiled from his house at the moment, he's, so to speak, easier to find on the road. And you know what? That's where many of us probably are and will be in these summer weeks, on the road. So I'll finish with this. Travel safely wherever you may be going. And I hope you and I find him, maybe on the Jersey Turnpike, in the Catskills or the Alps. No, we'll find him in our hearts if we look deeply and search diligently. And this longing for a better world, this appreciation that we're in some darkness now, leads to a longing for the light, a longing for reconnection. May we all see and experience the joy of the ultimate redemption speedily in our days. And uh, hear me next time.